0: Today on The Good Word, we're talking about perspective and magnification. People have looked in the stars in wonder for as long as we've had the stars to look at. And for most of our human experience, we were just guessing at what was really going on in the night sky, since our eyes aren't able to make out the details of planets, of comets, the stars, or the moon. But once early optical craftsmen started experimenting with refracting and reflecting light for spectacles, It was only a matter of time before the telescope was invented. The first use of the telescope was simply to be able to see approaching ships or other distant things on the surface of the Earth. But Galileo Galilei had the novel idea to point his improved optics at the night sky. He was the first to record the movement of moons around other planets, because due to 30 times magnification of his telescope, He could understand things about the solar system no one had ever known before. He wasn't the first to suggest that the Earth was going around the sun rather than the other way around, but he provided visual evidence. The magnification of distant objects was crucial to visualizing the universe in greater detail. And as our field of view expanded, so did our understanding. As our understanding increases, so should our capacity. This is the definition of magnify that the Lord uses in the scriptures, to expand in scope and ability, especially in the praise of the Lord. When any of the servants of God are given an assignment to fulfill, they're being entrusted with a sacred duty, not only to complete, but to improve upon what they've been given. When Paul the Apostle speaks of his responsibilities and assignments in Romans chapter 11, Notice the life and death language he uses to talk about the importance of what he does. For I speak to you Gentiles, inasmuch as I am the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify mine office. If by any means I may provoke to emulation them which are my flesh, and might save some of them. For if the casting away of them be reconciling of the world, what shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead? Similarly, in the Book of Mormon, The prophet Jacob uses blunt language to describe his and other leaders' efforts to teach and serve their people. In Jacob chapter 1, rather than just seeing it as a box to check, these servants of God describe their commitment to their duty in these terms, Wherefore we labored diligently among our people, that we might persuade them to come unto Christ, and partake of the goodness of God, that they might enter into his rest. Wherefore, we would to God that we could persuade all men not to rebel against God, but that all men would believe in Christ, and view his death, and suffer his cross, and bear the shame of the world. And we did magnify our office unto the Lord, taking upon us the responsibility, answering the sins of the people upon our own heads, if we did not teach them the word of God with all diligence. Wherefore, by laboring with our might, their blood might not come upon our garments. Otherwise, their blood would come upon our garments and we would not be found spotless at the last day. Though our calling is probably not to lead a nation or a people, each of us has responsibilities within our own spiritual sphere that are important. Though we might be tempted to believe our influence is too small to make a real difference, we should remember that the Lord sees all the details on both the largest of the macroscopic and the smallest of the microscopic. He put us in our place with our abilities and opportunities for a reason, and it might take learning to see His larger perspective, to realize how we can magnify our tasks into work that builds our brothers and sisters and serves as our praise to the Lord. And that's the good word.